office box, a box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. Good evening. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. My name is Mike, and Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food that we do every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. And much of the food we have comes in these package things, and then there comes the question of what do you do with the packages? And people have spent too much time tossing them behind their backs, and other people have been tripping over them and stuff. But thanks to recycling, that's less and less of a problem. And in fact, this Monday, July 5th, Ann Arbor is going to get into a whole new phase of recycling, and it's going to add items to recycle. And I'm here with Nancy Stone, who is the Public Service Communications Liaison for the City of Ann Arbor. Hello, Nancy. Thanks for having me, Mike. Sure thing. So uh, just to get things started, uh, what's happening on Monday? Monday, people will be able to combine their containers and their papers into one recycling bin. Whatever recycling bin you're currently using, you can just mix them all together. And uh, in addition to that, we'll be taking lots of new materials and keeping to the idea and the theme of lunches, things like um, berry boxes, those produce boxes, clamshells that are the clear things that are a lot of carryouts are in there, frozen food microwave trays. Lots and, of different stuff will yeah. now be available That's to right. be recycled. And the only trick is that they need to be clean. So um, yogurt tubs as well, mm-hmm. all those kinds of things people have for lunch. Um, we'll be eager to take and recycle those, and you just put them right into your recycling bin. And I should say I have two guests here. One of them is human. Nancy, you're human. Mm-hmm. And, and the, other, the other is a great big bin that looks a lot like the, the big old garbage bins that are on the sides of the curb on Monday or whatever morning it is for your neighborhood when you're putting out the trash. They're the big old curbs that have the hook on the side for the big old truck to pick up and toss it over its head like a giant Godzilla a foe or something like that. Well, now there's a one that's a different color. It's a sort of a blue, sort of sparkly one, and and it's about as tall as a a child, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's a little over three feet. And you can actually throw everything you want to recycle into a single bin, just like that. That's right. So it's a bright blue bin to distinguish it from the other bins that are out there. We have a trash bin and an optional compost bin. So it's bright blue with a gray lid, and on the lid is also an embossed decal that has photos of what things can go into it. So that should help people know how to use the new program as well. And this is starting on Monday, right? Monday, the whole single stream program starts, and then the recycling carts will be rolled out and distributed to neighborhoods over the next six to eight weeks. So part of that is they are ordered in bulk, brought here in truckloads, and then they need to be assembled and staged, and then about 1,200 are delivered every day in neighborhoods moving around the town. So it can't do it all at once. Mm-hmm. And But that that's no reason that people can't be starting with the new expanded recycling Monday. You know, with next week, whenever your trash day is, your normal trash day is your pickup day next week, even though some people will have off Monday. It's a normal Monday trash pickup day. So we hope to see lots of expanded materials. Okay. 
And uh, let's see, what, what, what are some of the reasons that we are changing this in Ann Arbor? Well, there's lots of reasons. Um, there's been a tremendous demand to recycle more plastics. That's probably since the first day we opened the first plant that people are saying, there's all these other plastics, why don't you take them? And we were very conservative with markets, and the technology um, was appropriate for the time for what we could do. Um, but lots of things have come together to make this the right thing to do at this point in time. Um, among them is the technology for what's called single-stream recycling, where uh, I'm being very graphic with my cart and with my hands, but I hope I can describe it to your listening mm -hmm. audience that right now people put their papers into a paper bin and their containers in a container bin, and it actually is kept separated in the trucks that collect them and goes to separate places and separate sorting towers and entire lines at our recycling plant. The technology has gotten to the point that you can mix those papers and containers and we can easily separate those out. So you throw in your papers and your glass and your metal mm -hmm. and your cardboards, well, what you guess, that's paper, and mm -hmm. other materials, you throw them together and the system will sort it out. Right. Uh, and it's, um, it's mechanical, it's optical, there's hand labor in there as well. But uh, it, uh, it's pretty fantastic to watch it all work. And there, there's like paddles that will separate the flat materials, the papers, and the like from the three-dimensional materials, your cups and your tubs and your bottles. Um, so what that brings us to as we visualize how this plant works is that our plastics and our containers and our steel cans need to have a shape to them. So when we say we take yogurt tubs, we want those tubs. We don't want the lids. Okay. When we say berry boxes and clamshells, the ones that have the tops and bottoms connected, yay, we want those. So you get those strawberry containers and you open them up and you take the strawberries out. Everything's connected. That's, that's a shape. <laughs> yes, and that's perfect for us to recycle. Okay. Um, things like um, uh, I have some uh, planting trays that you buy plants on, the hard planting trays. Oh, we didn't even mention while you're having your lunch, you can also, if you're an outdoor plastic chair breaks, that can go into your recycling bin and um, buckets. Your chair. Wait a minute. Your chair? <laughs> yes. Large, bulky plastics. And Which is, kids, that's new, isn't it? Yes, that's new. Okay. It's just starting now, too. So in addition to all plastic bottles and all cups with and tubs, and if you turn those over and there's a number at the bottom, there's... Uh, number one through seven that's on plastic marked things so i do need to say that we want all the bottles and tubs um one through seven except number three and okay that's, that's a very rare number to find anyway mm -hmm. but it stands for polyvinyl chloride and it's a it's a pretty tough to recycle material and it it melts at a point that just contaminates everything else that it's ever mixed up with okay. so it, recyclers don't want it and if we can uh, keep our consumers aware of that choice, we won't be inviting problems into what we're then selling to end markets. Okay. So if you've just tuned in, Ann Arbor is going to a new single-stream recycling program on Monday. We're going to go into more detail in a second, but first of all, some food recycle-themed music. Would you believe there is actually a genre? I don't either, but nonetheless, I did find from Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks a song called Orange Crate Art. And I think that's close enough for Pandora's Lunchbox. So let's take a listen.
Which great art was the place to start? Orange great art was a world apart. Home for two with you, a Sonoma, where there's a Roma and heart. Memories of her orange great art. Orange great people. That's Orange Crate Art by Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks from an album in 1995. And that is an example of a reused food-oriented item, which is enough for Pandora's Lunchbox. Today's show is about Ann Arbor's new efforts to recycle. Starting Monday, the city of Ann Arbor will get into a whole new recycling deal is that the right choice of words? Well, uh, Nancy is with me from the city of Ann Arbor. And what is a website where people can look up this information? Sure. We have all the new program materials listed online at a2gov.org slash recycle. So the letter A, the number 2, G-O-V, dot O-R-G, slash recycle. Okay. And I was intrigued by some of the food items that I find in stores, and then I find myself saying, should I buy this food anymore if I can't recycle the package? Well, fortunately, more and more items are recyclable. What I didn't know was that actually in the past, well, first of all, cardboard boxes. Say you have a cardboard box for rice. Mm -hmm. That's recyclable because it's just basic uh, paperboard, right? Correct. But if you had a cardboard box with frozen food in it in the past that was not recyclable, is that correct? That was a problem. Uh, the markets weren't ready to handle that because many products have got multi-layers in them. So um, they're actually a paper with then a 
thin plastic layer that the paint is, the print ink is actually put on a plastic layer, and then another layer um, film on top of that, and that makes it sparkle and always look absolutely perfect mm-hmm. as uh, people purchase them, and it never wears out. It looks great, but it makes it more difficult to recycle. The, so uh, some of yeah. those freezer boxes have those multi-layers in it that had caused problems, but the manufacturers, um, remanufacturers, have been very ingenious in, in addressing that problem. And I guess there was something called wet strength, which I read about. Uh, it's a synthetic material that was injected into paper to make it stand up to moisture. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, gallons of milk or soup boxes or what have you, and that's very convenient but not very recyclable. However, they're recyclable. Yeah, that uh, starting on Monday. Well, and and um, and actually, milk cartons and juice boxes have been recycled all along. That's true. That's yeah. true. So that that's very similar to it. Those wet strength things and dog food comes in wet strength bags to keep it dry. Okay. Um, so again, it's got that challenge to it, but the uh, Yankee Ingenuity and International Ingenuity is, has said they really value the fiber that's in that paper product. It's really strong and um, have come up with um, methods to shred the paper, release the valuable fibers, and handle the, the other stuff that's in there. Wow, that's cool. So on Monday, you'll be able to put those uh, freezer boxes Right, and in there. mix yeah. it together, your papers with your containers, and just make it really easy. Just one stop dropping for your recyclables. Now, let's see. I'm looking at some of the information here. We've, we've talked about clean yogurt and margarine tubs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Berry boxes, where you can put those clear plastic containers that you get your strawberries in and such. Mm-hmm. Uh most carry-out containers, but not styrofoam? Not styrofoam. Styrofoam is um, polystyrene number six, and there are hard number sixes that we can take. If you start turning over all your plastic containers, you'll see that triangle with the six in it. But styrofoam has a, a unique um, property, if you will, to it that it breaks easily, and it has static cling so it crumbles, and then it sticks to everything, and then starts contaminating it. So just think of um, packing peanuts go wild when you have a giant recycling plant, and you're taking that uh, styrofoam with you, that, you know, sort of innocent styrofoam coffee cup that's clean, put into our, our recycling bin, will get crushed and start flying everywhere, and actually get caught in the gears. That's the same reason that we are not going to be taking plastic bags in this program. Um, it's, there are other easy places to take plastic bags in particular, and they just get locked in all the gears and bring the whole, the whole line down to its knees. And now, is this problem. different for curbside versus a drop-off, or is that...? It's different. The drop-off allows you to take more types of materials because they are even more separated. And that is on Ellsworth Road, Correct. the drop-off yeah. place, yes. Yeah, drop-off station. So you and can still uh, bring styrofoam there? They love styrofoam there. Okay, they just you just can't pick it up uh, from the curbside. Correct, and okay. we never did. Yeah, uh, but yeah, as we were expanding, so. you know, we certainly looked at the possibility of adding it, and it's just way too problematical. Okay, now I've been intrigued seeing more and more around town these biodegradable cups, mm-hmm. nice clear cups, and you think, oh, that's just plastic, but then it's a number seven, and it's made of corn. Now, are there different categories of that, and some? can be taken curbside and some can't? How does that work? Um, well, if it says biodegradable on it, and uh, usually it has a PLA, 
which is the, the indication for that kind of biodegradable plastic. We'll have a seven. The number seven indicates mixed plastics. So it's pretty much anything that doesn't go into the other categories can be labeled seven. The issue with biodegradable plastics is that um, it's designed to deteriorate quickly. It doesn't recycle well. If you think of it, if you chopped it up and mixed it in with your other plastic cups made out of entirely plastic, that uh, it would melt um, very easily under the heat conditions that you put the other plastics in and create Swiss cheese holes throughout the end product. Mm. That's highly undesirable. Recyclers really don't want to mix the biodegradable materials with the recyclables. Okay. And some of these biodegradable cups, I've been told that they actually, if you have a composting bin, they go real fast in the summer. You sort of mix them up and... Uh... If people want to home compost them, yeah, they, you certainly can try it. We, um, we're we not eagerly seeking them out for the city's composting operations, which get hot there because um, several reasons. Um, some of the bioplastics still have... Um, have certain components in them that are that are oil based. I mean, oh, plastic okay. basically is made from mm-hmm. petroleum, and um, but if you and, individually have your own composting thing that you're sure, doing you yourself, give it a try. sure, yeah, sure. Then, but then, yeah, yeah. yeah, but we could talk about reusables too. I mean, that's the most elegant lunchbox you can think of mm-hmm. with uh, refillables, reusables, and then if you choose to recycle, go with for those harder plastics that can be reused until they're starting to look scruffy, and then recycle them. So there are some things that are not going to work with the single stream recycling, but that allows much more of other things to be recycled or larger quantities, right? Correct. Um, uh, The expanded recycling program is anticipated to double the amount of recyclables we're getting out of Ann Arbor. And so that's not only seeing greater participation with our residents, um, but also with our businesses and businesses. Right now, recycling is provided to businesses at no extra charge. So all the restaurants, all the offices, all the malls and the like uh, within the city of Ann Arbor can get free pickups and free collection containers, just like a residential address. And uh, the early adopters have been all over it um, and have worked through the program that was a little more difficult to use. Uh, As we look at 100% participation from all our businesses, they were very much looking for a streamlined program that both could address their needs of what they have on site and also not require papers and containers in different in different bins. Okay. And we're going to hear a little bit more recyclable music in just a second here. But first of all, let's uh, just, if you're just tuning in, uh, Ann Arbor is starting a whole new single-stream recycling program starting on Monday, July 5th. And what's that website again to look up that sure, information? Sure, it's at a2gov.org slash recycle a2gov.org slash recycle. Well, you can reuse newspaper for all kinds of things, especially if you're in England or Liverpool. Fish and ship paper is a common use for that, and Elvis Costello has a little song about that. Elvis?
Thank you, Elvis Costello. That was fish and chip paper, and it was delicious, wasn't it? From the album Trust. And I remember the short-lived restaurant, sadly short-lived restaurant on Washington Street in Ann Arbor called the Lonely Hearts Club Restaurant. That was Beatle-themed, and when it began, they served their fish and chips in Liverpool newspapers, and just like they do in England. And Nancy, you were saying in Canada they do that too, is it? I remember seeing that, sure. And then the French fries, of course, with uh, vinegar on top. Oh, okay. Nancy Stone with the City of Ann Arbor. She's the Public Services Communications Liaison for the city, and we've been talking about Ann Arbor's new recycling, which is going to start on Monday. And it's something called single-stream recycling, and Nancy, you showed me a website where I'm going to compare some notes with you, if that sounds good Sure, sounds great. So basically what you're starting with is... You basic you don't have to separate out into different things. Now you just there's a huge bin that will be available from mm-hmm. the city and you can find out on the website how to do that. We'll talk about that in a second. But all of your papers, all of your plastics, all of your cans and everything else can go in there. Um I saw on YouTube an example of a single stream recycler. Basically, it all went into a conveyor belt and these spinning discs knocked the newspaper and other paper away from everything else. Mm-hmm. So then you had these massive magnets that pulled off the magnetic metals that left you with the aluminum, and I guess magnets don't really pick those up, right? No, but you can do a reverse magnet with them. You put a light electrical charge on it, and it's called an eddy current, um, and that will make, it will repel aluminum. So then aluminum pops off the line like popcorn. Wow. And so it's kind of the opposite of magnetism, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then plastic, there's this crazy optical scanning uh, gizmo. Is that how that works? It's a very Jetson-like to me. Can you it, tell me? It, it does seem like that, yeah. So and so the optical scanners can detect what kind of plastic it is and then give it a, a puff of air to pop it off the, the conveyor belt and into bins. So that's also a reason to bring back why the plastics we'll be collecting need to have a shape to them. So the flat plastics, the lids, the plastic lids that say come from a peanut butter jar or from a yogurt tub. Um, we don't want those to recycle with your recycling. And we don't want it closed on the container because that could signal that the container's not washed. Mm. And that would not be happy for the people buying the materials from us. Okay. And just a uh, moment, uh, running out of time. Time does fly. Really, it's kind of like on a conveyor belt or yes. something like that. <laughs> uh, but one advantage to this is that It'll make. Will this make recycling more attractive to businesses that want to buy the materials from you? 
Yes. Uh, part of what's going on with single-stream recycling is that it, uh, it provides a greater range of materials to manufacturers that use that material as their, as their source material. Um, at the very early days of single-stream, the sorting techniques were um, less refined, and so there was cross-contamination. And if you look online and get some older reports from that, that's what it's highlighting. But between the improvements on the sorting machinery and the improvements at the manufacturing side, um, single-stream is definitely what Resource Recycling, the journal of the trade out there, is saying it, it is the future. The future is here. Okay. And Ann Arbor is starting the new single stream recycling on Monday, July 5th. Right after 4th of July, fireworks. There you go. And and so things that haven't been recyclable before are now going to be recyclable, including those containers where I bought those strawberries the other day and that frozen food box where I have to admit I didn't cook, but I actually made a frozen entree and microwaving skills. That's that's another show for the future, but um, you can find out all of it. One more time, what is that website? It's a2gov.org slash recycle. a2gov.org slash recycle. And there's information on that website about uh, what's going to be able to be picked up on the curbside and information on how to how the bins will become available, correct? Correct, yes. And then if you want to go on a tab on the side, there's single stream, and you can see what was presented to city council. You can see some of those videos that you found. Uh, lots and lots of information of the program for the whole spectrum, just what to put in your bins to what was the um, research behind the scenes. Okay. Well, Nancy, thank you very much for you, Mike. This was stopping fun. by the show. Uh, this has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. This show is recyclable. I just want to mention, uh, before I go, that in Ypsilanti, there's been an ongoing initiative to have bicycle-powered cinema in the area. This Saturday night, there will be a fundraising event on the banks of the Huron River behind the new VG Kids Shop in Ipsy. Two bikes will be set up to generate power, which people will be encouraged to take turns on, to show the classic Robert Mitchum film, Night of the Hunter, a donation is requested, which will be put toward the purchase of more generators so that someday soon there will be more bikes with a large-scale event in Ipsy's Riverside Park. Bicycle-powered cinema, you know? So that's Saturday night, and you can find out more about it, information and directions at the following website, markmaynard.com, markmaynard.com. I've been Mike. This has been Pandora. Thank you for that. And a few items around the house can be used for the following recipe. This is a reusable recipe here from Screamin' Jay Hawkins to get us into Face the Music with Arwolf. It's a couple minutes before seven, and this is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Look out.
uh, reminding me of some, uh, some really, really questionable rot gut that my friend from Whitmore Lake had back in the uh, back in the day. It was back in the early 80s. And I think that stuff had, maybe it was the late 70s, we detected the presence of antifreeze in this wine that was on sale. Uh, not far from the U of M campus, just like WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. We're experimental, experiential radio from the U of M, run by students, lots and lots of community involvement. And we're trying to help you with your imagination and your sensibilities, especially with the weekend coming up. If you look carefully, the weekend is right up there, a little bit to the left.